0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
1: Warning Thunder Talk contains foul language, adult subject matter, and is intended for mature audiences.
2: commentary with the comedy in this one black lives matter lgbtq plus individuals should have job security we should conquer the cosmos as a united humanity if you don't believe in justice then thunder talk ain't for you or go ahead and listen anyway then send us your hate mail your tears are like food to us Mark McRae recounts several personal instances of discrimination and profiling while we all discuss the Black Lives Matter movement and the Supreme Court's decision on LGBTQ protection in the workplace. We also touch on conventions and corona. Again. Beth and Kavika break down the devastating news on the demise of Mixer plus more in What Games Are We Playing and hit eight. Yes, eight show reviews in What's on Our Tube. And of course I get everyone caught up with another WTLK. The Thunder. Lightning Lad. Let's wake some people up.
1: Thunder Talk. Happy Juneteenth, everyone. At the time of this recording.
3: Happy Juneteenth.
1: Since the death of George Floyd, as everyone knows, there has been protests all over the country, and they've been sustained protests. They have been outlasting what one would consider your typical 24-hour media news cycle.
3: In the past, usually protests happen like over a weekend and then maybe two weeks and then they kind of fizz, fizzle out. But this is ongoing and it's pretty, it's pretty incredible that people are actually standing up for themselves and getting out there and they're exercising their rights of uh, being able to protest and give their, their own take on everything.
1: No, absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, what, what what separates this from a lot of other acts of lawful civil disobedience is. You know, I'm just going to say it. I think white Americans are beginning to wake up and, and beginning to see that much of their own heritage is, is a lie, and that lie has bred privilege, and to that there there is a a cost, and that cost has been uh, the people of color and the destruction of their bodies and of their lives. I think the majority of Americans are now. Well, now embracing those facts and and demanding that the definition of freedom, liberty, the definition of the United States itself must change to reflect the values we've always espoused. It's time that we start living them. It's time we start implementing the the notion of freedom for everyone.
3: Historically, everything has been built upon the poor people and the blacks here in this country. And the companies and people in power have historically uh kept them downtrodden yes and profited off of their labor uh or their indentured servitude or their slavery. I mean they have right they've kept people down and they I mean people are speaking out.
1: Oh absolutely. And this isn't the first time we've spoken out. We're hoping that this is the beginning of the end of the last time we have to speak out. I think that's the promise that we're seeing right now, the hope.
3: There's always that argument every 20 years you have to fight the same it's like or once in a generation right. every generation has to still fight those same battles or else you would lose those rights and here we go uh we we thought we were coming out of corona uh we're we're seeing an increased spike and so we have this just yesterday we had an, an increase here in Oklahoma of 450 new cases and it, I mean, like, and that was pretty staggering. Like, that was more than we had even during the height of the pandemic. And of course, uh, Trump
1: is coming.
0: Yeah, the he's going to be tomorrow. here in Tulsa tomorrow. Yes,
3: the rally. Yeah, he tomorrow. picked.
1: Uh, yeah, well, originally he was planned for today, the worst day, because that's because Trump is I the worst. I couldn't
3: even believe that. Whenever mm. I heard that, I was just.
1: Yeah, the destruction of Black Wall Street, everybody looked that up. We are 99 years out from that. Gosh, you want to talk about where it all begins to kind of parallel and connect. 99 99 years ago, a, a large group in Oklahoma of African Americans had divested themselves from the general white power construct, financially speaking, establishing their own financial institutes. Well, we couldn't have that, and we literally dropped Bombs on the community turned it into a crater, disenfranchised everyone, moved them out into the diaspora
3: what's what what's one of the worst things I feel like is so you're you're doomed to repeat your mistakes if you don't learn from them. So we went to high school here in Oklahoma.
0: Guess what I never learned about in school ever, even though I had to take half a a semester of Oklahoma history in high school. You want to know what we didn't learn about?
1: Uh, Let's see here. Darwin, abortion, uh, the Fugitive Slave Act, maybe the Civil War in any meaningful way. Uh, The Trail of Tears.
0: Oklahoma history, specifically.
3: But we sure didn't learn about Black Wall Street. Exactly. And so if you're not teaching that in your schools, in a public school, like, I don't know if they have rectified that, but I'm kind of skeptical. I doubt it. I'm sure it it depends on where you go to school in Oklahoma, but we never learned about that. It wasn't until we were adults did we ever learn about this horrible thing that happened and they've just recently like put up a plaque of all the people that died during uh, you know all those fires and the lynchings and everything right it's just so weird that he would pick this particular time to hold a rally you know it it's so divisive Every single time, every single decision seems to be one to tear people apart instead of bring them together. And it's just, it boggles my mind.
1: Yeah, we're not trying to be political here, people. We're trying to be mathematicians <laughs> outlining the arc of history for you. If you don't believe in this, if you think there are disputed facts, go ahead and let us know. Thundertalk.org. You can, there's things to click here and there to f- reach out and say, fuck you, Thundertalk. I think differently, and that's fine. You have Americans who not only cannot participate fully in our, in our society economically, uh, civilly, meaningfully, yet at the same time they cannot divest. They can't say, fine, fuck y'all, we'll do our own thing. You don't like us if, if you think the destruction of a black body is the apex of white entertainment and you all need that constantly, let's just remove ourselves then. You live your life, I'll live mine, let me just go home. No, no, no. A lot of members of the society aren't allowed to do that either. Can you imagine that being boxed, being forced in place? You you may neither leave nor stay. And yet your pain both fuels and entertains the greater whole. That's America right now. That's America always. That's America before America.
3: I just hope that uh, we will start to see some real change.
1: We have to. We have to. Right.
3: Agreed. We uh, We have to move forward.
0: Everyone these days could use a little support. And your friends at the ESO Network are no different. With the ESO Network Patreon, the cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO network.
1: A lot of things have been going on this last week, this last month, and we're here with our dear friend, Mark McCray to help us uh, help sort it all out. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing great. So, first of all, there was a Supreme Court case that came down stating that an employer cannot fire someone simply for being a member of the LGBTQ+. Community.
4: I'm so glad that the court justices ruled in um, our favor. And the thing that was a little bit shocking about that decision was, you know, for the longest time I thought that you couldn't be fired if you were gay.
1: Yeah, a lot of people thought you know? that and that is uh, <laughs> that was not the case. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah, so that was kinda like a shock. I'm like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God they ruled that gay people can't be fired just just for being gay, because, you know, my thinking is, you know, if you work for a giant corporation, then they're not going to just fire you because you're gay. They're going to fire you because there are issues or things going on. Or maybe sometimes it may be political because you're not getting along with your manager. Right. Uh, but they still have to go through the process. You know, a verbal warning and maybe some write-ups and then a final warning. You know, they have to check all those boxes off because a lot of these corporations do not want to get sued by anybody, you know, whether you're straight or gay. And if you are working for a company that doesn't necessarily fall under that corporate umbrella, you're screwed. Right. Or you were screwed, I should say. Thanks to the Supreme Court, you're not screwed anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it, it's based on a 1964 Civil Rights Act, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Yeah, they went all the way back to uh, to that. So,
4: what, okay. So they went all the way back to 1964. So oh. does that rule also include uh, people of color or brown Yes. Or black and brown people as well. Yes. So it was, it was all of those things.
1: Well, it, it, the thing is, there had already been rulings stating that it protected people of color. Mm-hmm. It had already right. established that that law exists to help non-white male uh, employees, right? Because right. I'm, I'm pretty sure that they had to revisit it when it came to women uh, and their rights right. in the workplace. And now, gotcha. it, yeah, they're going back to the same uh, legislation that states the same thing they're basically opening up the umbrella on what this has always meant
4: got it
1: yeah okay as in stop stop screwing around america get your shit together Mm -hmm. it's already the law come on now
4: (laughs) yeah that's funny well i'm glad that's a good decision supreme court (laughs) yes yes absolutely
1: absolutely
4: (laughs) Yeah. So, what else is going on?
1: Well, we have uh, since since the the murder of George Floyd, there have been protests around the country that are are still sustaining. Yeah, the we're we're still going strong.
4: Yeah, and it's uh, it's the protests are still happening around the world as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're so. we're the whole world is waking up. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the United States leads in so many ways, a lot of them are bad ways. One of those ways is racism, blatant racism. Yeah. And we're leading yeah. the world uh <laughs> towards waking up on this. I think that it's good that you know people
4: are protesting and people are also posting about some of their examples of things that have happened to them. Right. You know, their their personal stories of racism. I definitely can tell a whole trunk load of those type of stories. Uh especially um, you know, when I lived in Connecticut for a little while. Okay. Uh, there were some things that were going on there that were pretty incredible. I remember uh one time I went to go pick up uh my wife had dropped off her shoes to get, you know, repaired. And I went to go get them and I presented my ticket and the person gave me the shoes. And when I paid for them, this old man who was the clerk at the shoe, shoe repair place threw my change back at me and gave, and gave me the stink eye and was looking at me like he wanted to fight with me. So what I found out later was that a lot of the people that lived in this particular neighborhood in Connecticut, they were ex-New Yorkers, a lot of them from the Bronx. That fled.
1: You're from the Bronx. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I'm from the Bronx. All right. So when the neighborhood started to become a little more integrated, a lot of people moved out. And I had no idea where they moved, and I didn't care.
1: Well, you found them, didn't you?
4: (laughs) Oh, I found them. I found them. And uh, I found out that uh, a lot of these people were, like, from my old neighborhood,
1: They were your neighbors. They used to be your neighbors. And now that they're your neighbors again, they're pissed.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially this old man, because he was probably thinking, I moved two hours away from New York to get away from people like you. (laughs) And here I am uh, at his shoe store getting my shoes fixed. The funny thing was, you know, he didn't throw any shade at my wife, Joy, at all. Sure, But like when I showed up to get those shoes, oh, boy. It was, like, a problem.
2: Beth
3: and Kavika
2: would like to know... What
3: What games games are are you playing?
2: playing?
0: Okay, Thunder Faithful, we've got quite a wild game segment for you today. We got... We got a lot of points to hit
3: yeah so we we a little bit some some recent very new news uh
0: yes we want to we do want to talk about games some don't get me wrong we want to talk about games but there is some very recent news and i think that we may have already recorded the outro for this episode so at the end of the episode, I may say one thing and n- be negating that right now, but we got some big news yesterday that Mixer is going away. What? Don't don't <laughs> pretend. You know. Okay. You know yeah, this yeah. is happening. I, I know what's happening. Um, July 22nd in one month. So yesterday they ma- made the announcement on June 22nd. Mixer will no longer exist. They're... Uh, They made a deal with the devil, Facebook Gaming. Dun, dun, dun. I
3: can't believe it either.
0: So people that are currently partnered on Mixer can move over to Facebook Gaming and be partnered there immediately. Blah, blah, blah. Which is all fine and dandy, except for that's not 100% true. Because I do have friends that do regular web shows. They do some gaming a little bit, but not that much. But guess what? Facebook is not interested in their content. And I think that's
3: terrible. So so right now we really only have a couple streaming platforms. Uh, We really had two people contending uh, for, or at least Mixer was trying to usurp the throne. They
0: were trying to compete with Twitch. With Twitch. For sure.
3: Um, They pulled in some really big talent. Uh, They pulled in Ninja... Gothelion. And
0: Shroud. Shroud,
3: And Ewok. And Ewok. I mean, like, these are... They pulled
0: all of them from Twitch.
3: These are huge names. And they pulled these people less than a year ago. Or just at a year. Yeah, I
0: want to say it was like August of last year, whenever they pulled Ninja. Yeah, so they they signed... that's right.
3: Yeah, so they signed super big contracts uh, and exclusivity deals with these people to pulled them away from their normal audiences on Twitch and to come over to Mixer. Now, many of you might not know, but Mixer started several years ago as Beam. Yeah, Mixer started as Beam and, and then, then Microsoft bought them up. Right. So, and then Microsoft furthermore, they they infused their Xbox platform With, like, a mixer tab and, like, hey, look how easy it is to stream. If you want to just go out and stream right now, you can just hit a couple buttons and you'll be streaming direct to our very own platform. Right. All of my Just Dance streams
0: were directly from my Xbox because I don't have a capture card. So I could either stream directly from the Xbox or on my computer. So... Everything other than Just Dance, I was streaming on the computer, but yeah, now I can't, I won't be able to stream Just Dance anymore until I do get a capture card.
3: Well, we, we will, we will work on that. Well, yeah,
0: we're <laughs> not, we're not in a rush, but most people are jumping ship and going to Twitch. I, I've not, I've not seen a single person so far that I'm friends with say that they're going to Facebook because at Facebook, you have to use your real name.
3: Well, it's not only that is uh you're you're definitely signing like a deal with the devil to kind of be a part of Facebook yeah and, and, and so Facebook right now they are only interested in gaming uh streams right so people that you know, they could be painting miniatures, they body painting, body painting. Rhino Lion does pottery streams. <laughs> yes. Some people uh brew beer. Yes. Other people like do carpentry, all kinds of things. Well, yes. And that's kind of what makes uh Twitch so good too, and also YouTube right has their own streaming service. Yes. And they've kind of so right now it uh, number one is Twitch number two youtube and with the exit of mixer i guess that will make facebook gaming number three
0: probably there are a few other smaller platforms um there's caffeine and caffeine actually has pulled like some big names on there i saw that they have like a rapper on there that was streaming i don't know i haven't spent very much time there i went ahead and like went there just to check it out and then there was another one i heard about today and i can't remember the name of it at all but the look of it the way the website was set up looked like twitch except for like different colors
3: so i i kind of wonder if people are going to be trying out other platforms because i the way i thought about it this was people got onto the mixer boat because they thought hey i want to get on the ground floor um Mixer did because they were attached to Xbox Live. They had certain content rules that were more strict than, say, Twitch because they wanted it to be Mm. like for a while. There wasn't even like an over 18 section of Mixer. And that didn't come out until like it was, you know, later. But they really wanted to make it friendly enough for you know, the younglings to get on and game well, and stream and stuff like that. Even
0: more than that, I think they wanted it to be if a kid accidentally stumbled into a 18 plus stream that it, you could pull them out, quote unquote, unscathed, maybe. <laughs> because they had very strict rules for body painters, even though it was like body painting and it wasn't a sexual thing. And that was, I had friends that were body painters, PT Barpun does great work, Majestic Megzi, and they felt like their creativity was stifled because of it. But at the same time, it was like, but this is my home and this is where my community is and I don't want to leave that. So it kind of sucks. They're both going to be on Twitch now and hopefully it's going to expand their community because now that the, the will have looser rules on well what not only they that can do. i mean
3: twitch has a huge viewership right i mean right. there's there's a lot of people that watch twitch and even whenever people think of game streaming or streaming in general for this kinds of stuff they think Twitch. They usually do so think Twitch. you're going to move over to Twitch, right? Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> no, pl- Wait. Twitch.tv slash NoPlahoma. I'm going to be moving to Twitch. So I'll be starting that up pretty soon. I want to wait because I'm like... I need to reset everything up as part of it. But also, like, I'm going to get get my hair did and stuff
3: yeah you got plans for a little fancy haircut or something coming yeah up.
0: i'm gonna get my hairs did before i i get back on the the
3: streaming so if anybody else would like to reach out to us and we'll continue this dialogue about mixer uh we we kind of have a little bit of inside scoop with certain streamers and stuff but uh other than streaming news uh what games have you been playing lately
0: animal crossing has taken over my life you guys yes.
3: it's bad it's great well it's it's an amazing game but i feel like uh listeners uh we really need to have an intervention for her and uh
0: guys (laughs) no no listen listen linda listen the world outside right now is very difficult the world in animal crossing is very cute and manageable and goes down so easy so when you're feeling kind of stressy and depressy like you just log in to to your switch and you get on your island and it's just like happy adorableness like Punchy is my favorite resident he's this cute cat he's a lazy cat he wears the meme shirt that I gave him all the time <laughs> And he like is just so adorable, like I can't I can be having a bad day and then and look at punchy and go, "Oh my God, and my little heart squeezes,
3: and it's so great, but how how many hours do you think you've been playing two hundred we'll- <laughs> wow, that's very specific. I was gonna say about how many hours do you think you play a day? Oh, how many hours I play a day?
0: It depends on the day because. Like, on a weekend, and if we're not doing anything, and I'm wanting to, like, move a bunch of stuff around or whatever, I could play all day. But then other days, I'm like, I do my little bit of, like, quote-unquote daily work, you know, like, harvesting things, selling things, you know, getting my new DIY recipes, checking out the Able to see what clothes are for sale. Like, I can do all that like quote unquote work within a couple hours and if I don't feel like there's really anything else I need to do I'll be done but I can also go in there and just waste time too if there if I'm not doing anything <laughs> else
3: so Animal Crossing it's kind of like uh, I don't know how many of our listeners are familiar with but Stardew Valley but it has a a multiplayer Aspect or an online... Well,
0: where- you can visit your friend's islands or your mm-hmm. friends can visit your island. And in Stardew Valley, um, there is a multiplayer in Stardew, but you like all are on the same farm. So it'd kind of be like, you know, everybody being on one island in Animal Crossing. Well, that's cool. But also Animal Crossing plays in real time. And Stardew Valley... Plays in like a sped up time, like the time goes by in ten minute increments. And also in Stardew Valley, like you're forced to go to bed. And in Animal Crossing, if you stayed up twenty four hours and played twenty four hours, the game would not care. It does not force you to
3: sleep. Animal Crossing is now your life, right? It's your only hobby right now, Mm. other other than podcasting.
0: Yeah, a little
3: (laughs) bit, a little bit. What what, what was the last book you read?
0: Um,
3: it's all been animal crossing right. <laughs> no, no,
0: no. The last book I read was um some fluffy, like lesbian romance book. Ooh. and, um, I started the third book in the series. It's a series. It's like really fluffy, light, easy to read, like, plus, I like reading the the lesbian romance novels because they're they're more fluffy than like a bodice ripper, like a straight romance novel. But speaking of games taking your life over, you're about to go to war.
3: Yes. I mean, figuratively, well, in the game that I love more than anything, Eve Online, um, we... I'm part of the largest coalition in the game and that is goonswarm and we have just found out the entire game is going to be all the players uh, other coalitions and alliances are um, we've kind of gotten some spies to tell us that they're about to team up against us and so we are we are prepared for a super, big war in the game and it will be very interesting
0: yeah and how much so <laughs> if and when this all goes down how much are you going to be playing eve
3: well so fleets are different right i don't uh-huh. have to play all, i don't have to play all the time okay but if something big happens and they they put out a ping and we answer and we get getting our ships and because of tie-dye and stuff you could, if you start a battle... Okay,
0: wait a second. You have to explain
3: to the children what tie-dye means. Tie-dye means time dilation. So as more people, since everything happens real time, in order for it that to work, and since these are huge battles with thousands of people versus thousands of people, they uh, dilate time down to, at the max, a 10% of real speed so everything happens very slowly um one of and that also causes us like if you go into a fleet you might not get out for 24 hours so no (laughs) i mean if something like that happens i will unfortunately i'll have to call in sick to work and you know because space pixels ...are more important. <laughs> oh, um, I don't know if I agree with <laughs> well, that statement. They they are super important. Um, I've been playing this game since 2008, and there's a lot of time sunk into this. And, you know, you have lots of friendships, and we all play together. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And if you would like to get into EVE, you should reach out to me. And I would. She's love- recruiting. <laughs> I am recruiting. I'm actually the corp recruiter. So if you want to play and you want to play with me, I will get you into the largest coalition in the game, and we will make sure that you are flying and fighting within a matter of days.
0: <laughs> yeah, and if you know you want to play Animal Crossing, may- maybe talk to me. Maybe you can come see my yeah, island.
3: Absolutely. Well, I'm, that's all that we have for today. Yeah,
0: and reach out to us on the socials. What games are you playing?
5: It was Sean and the podcast about mankind. The Soulforge podcast was a dream given form. Its goal? To prevent fear by creating a place where humans and aliens could work out their differences peacefully. It's a pod for all with topics including love, loss, sex, dating, and so much more. Humans and aliens wrapped in the ESO network, all alone in the night. It can be a dangerous place, but it's our last best hope for peace. The year is 2020. The name of the place, SoulForge Podcast.
0: I think we're all feeling the the shrugs a little bit with the, the state of the world. Of course, there's all the... The racial issues and the protesting and all that that's going on on top of the pandemic. So the world is like a really freaking weird place right now. So on a normal day, you know, I'm I'm feeling some depression, guys, like the world is really jacked up right now
1: thank you for bringing up the mental health angle on this because that's that's a huge huge issue that's happening alongside of all of this right now we have the lockdown uh, more unemployment than we've had since the great depression uh, as well as a, a level of of civil and cultural awakening and unrest that we haven't seen in a couple of generations at least not on a sustained level nationally speaking how how are we mental health wise how are we getting through all of this
3: uh for for myself um i'm still trying to do certain activities that i can that we can go do in social distance and um that bring me joy i really love scuba and you know so even this weekend um we're gonna drive down to a scuba park and socially distance underwater a little bit. And we're just going to go a day, but, you know, there's not many people and you breathe your own air underwater.
1: I mean, that's perfect. I think of all Americans, if we're really serious about cutting off COVID, we all just need to get our asses underwater, right? <laughs> yeah,
3: and, yes. And you <laughs> yeah. all need to be breathing through reg- regulators. So.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, we've got the cure people. Our bank accounts are standing by. You just let us know when you're done with all this. Well, (laughs) we got you. So, Adam, how are you? Uh, Oh, a.k.a. Sexy Thor, a.k.a. our fearless leader. How how have you been holding up in these times? Uh, Well,
2: I have a little bit of moments that just seem to wear on a little bit more. But for the most part, I'm trucking on as Sexy Thor can only truck on.
1: Mm, So sexy. So sexy
2: so sexy so thor so thor You know what I
3: will say I did like in uh the last movie right was Thor actually showed some aspects of depression right and that was kind of I think uh something new that we don't usually see in our cinema especially with superheroes is like he was demonstrating and they were all going through different Oh yeah uh, yeah
0: No Black Widow's hair
3: yeah Absolutely.
0: Big indicator of depression. How, like, her roots were all grown out and stuff. You could tell she, like, wasn't wasn't doing what she would normally do. Big sign of depression.
1: Abandoning basic, say, uh, beauty slash hygiene procedures. And God knows Thor did plenty of that.
0: Well, you could tell she was doing like the bare minimum to get by. It's not like she was she was not showering, but she definitely was like not caring so much about her looks. And in the past, she was always like very polished hair, hair on fleek, all that.
1: Damn, thanks for pointing that out. That's I hadn't even uh, picked up on that.
3: When's the last time you noticed your wife's hair, Dan?
1: Uh, I'm such a yeah. failure. Okay.
0: Have you ever dyed your hair?
3: He doesn't have any hair. <laughs>
0: he probably <laughs> did one time. Ooh. He probably used to a long time ago.
1: <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong, and I can't say that you aren't right. My wife's hair is purple right now, actually. she. Uh, I do notice my wife's hair, definitely. Especially as I lose my own. So you can't say, Oh, <laughs> oh, Dan, you're such a good husband. No, I'm just a self absorbed asshole that lost like an entire category of giving a shits for myself. So where else am I gonna place it?
2: Yeah. Like you started calling it from her hair to our hair.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, thank you. Yes. Absolutely. Like <laughs> how's our hair how's our hair doing, baby? I don't know. <laughs> our our hair
2: is looking extra purple today.
3: Yeah. <laughs> We're seeing, like, depression in in people all around the place. Like, right now, uh, therapists are prescribing more antidepressants and uh, things like Xanax and Valiums than they have in a very long time.
4: There was another incident that happened when I was much younger. I want to say I was maybe in first grade. I went over to this kid's house, and I rang the doorbell, and he came out, and he kept looking down at the ground like he couldn't look at me. Right. And he says, well, I can't play with you anymore. Oh. And and I said, why? And he didn't want to say anything, and I was just standing there, and I just wasn't understanding. And what he told me was, my parents don't want me to play with you. (sighs) And he was kind of looking up in the air at that point, but he couldn't look me in the face and I could tell that he didn't want to tell me. Right. And uh I just went home bewildered and not really fully understanding. And then I think when I got to second grade, um, you know, a lot of stuff was happening around the country with Martin Luther King. Right being assassinated and, you know, a whole lot of other things going on. And then all of a sudden a light bulb went off in my head and I'm like, oh, okay. So you have people out here that are prejudiced against black folks, you know? And it was really, you know, from a second grader's point of view, it was very, very, very disappointing.
1: That must have um, been borderline devastating.
4: Right. Ugh. So my elementary school has a Facebook page now. And, um, you know, so everybody's been posting class pictures. And this kid that told me he couldn't play with me anymore. Right. I came upon his picture because he was in my class as well. And I just kind of looked at the picture and looked at him. And I'm like, oh, you poor dude. I said, so, in some ways, I kind of felt like he was... He was as victimized as I was because, you know, I kind of feel like maybe his parent should have told me that you're not allowed to play with my kid anymore. But they put all of that pressure on a little kid. You tell that kid that he can't come around
1: anymore. You know, well, that's how the infection continues. Mm-hmm. if if you want to if, if you if you're wrong if you're if you're shitty if you're a bigot and you're going to get the new generation on board you have there are these these <laughs> there are these rituals if you will there are these yeah. rites, rites of passage to make sure that they understand the type of bullshit lineage heritage they're supposed to continue with
4: yes yes it was fuck yeah sometimes i wonder like you know, is he married to an African American wife now because right. of what his parents <laughs> made him do? You know, right, right. because sometimes it goes the other way. Sometimes, you know, I've I've run into interracial couples who have told me that their parents told them not to hang around any black people at all, and of course, you know, when you tell a kid no, sometimes they do the opposite, right? Or if something is seen as taboo, right? They want to know why it's taboo. Right. And they want to explore why. Right. So, um, I've, I've, I, I, there are interracial couples in my life that I can say that was the opposite. You know, their parents say told them to stay away and they went right to hooking up with a, a black or brown person. Right. <laughs> Much to the, uh, chagrin of their parents. Yeah, you know? Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
1: Marian Anderson was a world-famous singer back on April 9th, 1939. An American, she sang both classical and spirituals. She was to perform a concert at Constitution Hall in Washington, D.C. that day, but instead gave a concert to 75,000 people in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Uh, the NBC Blue Network reported the reason The change of venue was because she was unable to get an auditorium to accommodate the tremendous audience that wishes to hear her. That was a lie. Constitution Hall was owned by the Daughters of the American Revolution, and they denied her the use of that space because Marian Anderson was black and because there was a white artist-only clause printed in every contract issued by the D.A.R., That same month, the Nazis, with their ideology of white Aryan superiority, were only five months away from plunging the world into darkness, and the United States was still in the grips of the Great Depression. After she publicly resigned her membership in the Daughters of the American Revolution, First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt, along with Walter White of the NAACP, and Secretary of the Interior Harold Ickes, arranged for the free public concert at the Lincoln Memorial. Of everything she could have sung, despite the racism and institutional white American supremacy that sought to shut her voice out, she chose this, one of the most American of songs in its day. And the beautiful thing is, it belongs to you. It belongs to all of us. You can find it archived with the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress. Ladies and gentlemen, Marion Anderson, with introduction by Harold Ickes.
5: Genius, genius draws no color line. And so it is fitting that Marion Anderson
2: should raise her voice in tribute to the noble Lincoln whom mankind will ever honor. Miss Marion Anderson.
3: We're talking about corona right and how we just had our largest single day uh increase of right. the virus here in oklahoma okay we we do have what uh 370 something million people here in the right. united states for the most part most of the people that i see are behaving responsibly but It doesn't take much of a group of people that just get together and and do just the wrong thing. We look across the world right now, and we see other countries, and they've been practicing social distancing and keeping it mandated to practice, and their cases keep falling.
1: Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's ridiculous.
3: Now, where this will really affect us nerds, because, you know, I, I wear my nerd badge proudly... Um, you know, we're we're about to come up to the season. We we've already entered con season, but there are no cons going on and Dragon Con will be here before you know it.
0: Well, PAX West uh is normally the same time as Dragon Con and they announced a few days ago, I think, maybe a week ago, that they're going to push PAX West to mid-September and it's going to be online. But it is going to be a longer con. It's going to be like a week-long thing.
3: So here we have all these conventions, and we're in convention season. And they are all having to decide different ways to move forward with these increasing numbers with the coronavirus here in America.
1: Right, right. Um,
3: Some people have different uh, methods, uh, and they're moving towards an online convention and yeah. i i hope that that becomes sort of a trend for this year but we really don't know because everybody still wants to see their favorite people but we get it whenever you're putting certain people in jeopardy um there's a lot of stars out there that you know their job is their health and to be able to act and and I mean, even and even
1: Carl Urban, even Carl Urban, who who loves especially Carl Urban, Karl Urban. <laughs> especially that
3: motherfucker.
1: <laughs> you know even, what? Speaking of, even he I, has to keep his hands clean.
0: Well, that's yeah, why he you know, he, he didn't big... shake hands.
3: He only fist bumped. People. Yes, he only fist bumped. You know what? Everybody else fucking gave me a goddamn handshake. You know, he he had a huge. But I get it. He's somebody. Whatever.
1: I mean, you're giving mixed signals here. I mean, you think fist bump would be ideal in terms of germ transmission? Yeah, no,
3: it's it's fine.
1: So, did
2: Carl Urban know what was
1: coming? Oh, I, hey. I
3: mean, oh dang, <laughs> Carl Urban! Look,
1: Carl, you know we're here Cons- if you need to talk. Conspiracy
0: theories. You got
1: something to say, I Carl? I just want you to know we're we're keeping an eye on I you. I get
3: it. So let me let me just point put this one point out about old Carl. So he famously plays a lot of motherfucking assholes, right?
1: Yeah, that shit yeah. don't
3: drop too far from the tree, right? <laughs> so it is way easier for him to play an asshole because he may, I cannot confirm, but I will not deny, he may be a fucking asshole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not Thunder Talk's official position on Carl Urban. We're, our position is that on position of most other things that don't matter. Apathy. uh, Yeah, I mean, he's fine.
3: Whatever. I I like him as Bones. Whatever. I I just
0: love a topic that gets Kavika irrationally angry. (laughs)
3: Like,
0: ask her about Applebee's. (laughs)
3: Applebee's (laughs) is horrible. (laughs) You can never get I am sorry. I'm about to burn our Applebee's sponsorship right here. But it is possibly the worst restaurant ever. No, no. Johnny's is the worst restaurant ever. Applebee's takes a second because at least they have fucking alcohol.
0: Johnny's is a local burger place that Kavika and her mom both get irrationally angry about. To they, put
3: marinara, they put marinara marinara. On a hamburger. What kind of sacrilegious bullshit is that?
1: You know, that's the real enemy. It's
2: fine because our Johnny sponsorship is what keeps the lights on at Ring of Thunder. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
3: get back to the original point. We've had an uptick of the virus uh, here. Um, Other places where they've been more stringent, uh, not so much.
1: Right. Oh, like South Carolina? Like, outside of mine and sexy stunt front doors? Yeah. Woo-woo! <laughs> yeah, we're seeing a massive uptick right now. 119 percent? Maybe that's some other state. Who cares? We're bad. Go look us up, South Carolina.
2: Yeah, we are a South Carolina hot spot.
1: And this brings together so many of our subjects tonight, people, when it comes to LGBTQ plus rights, when it comes to Black Lives Matter, when it comes to that, that Rona. South Carolina, we're always... Not just on the wrong side of history, but proudly up front in the vanguard of the wrong fucking side of history. Adam, you were you were born here, right?
2: No, I was born in Germany, but yeah, we're on the wrong side of history and the
1: wrong side of the present. Uh, I wanted to blame someone. Okay. Uh, Kavika, what were you saying?
2: I was
3: thinking, you were like, oh, we're always, I was like, yes, it's almost like you're back two centuries yeah um there's certain mentalities that haven't adjusted to the times yeah thank you man I sure hope that we're able to do dragon con i mean i I know Beth loves PAX, but i i mean dragon con is it's it's my thing I really enjoy it
0: well, PAX south I would love to do again, and that is not at the same time as dragon con and thank goodness it's closer to home so it's easier and cheaper for us to do so we can do both
3: we can do both so we have we have you know we have this uptick of stuff conventions are being postponed they're going to be aired online uh not only that um some of our most fun activities where they've also had an uptick in atlanta we have been to atlanta pride it is one of the most fun prides to go to, and I believe that that's already been canceled for this year.
2: Uh.
0: Well, Atlanta doesn't have their pride until October, but most pride events would be going on right now. Like here in Oklahoma City, it's a digital pride, so they've done online events all week. But yeah, prides are getting canceled. And you know what? We gays are not complaining because you know what? Human lives are more important.
3: <laughs>
4: for, 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 absolutely. Y'all. Did you ever wonder why there are 24 hour kid networks? In my book, The Best Saturdays of Our Lives, I write about how Saturday morning became a competitive business and the proving ground for what would become the 24 hour kid network. My book covers the big bang of the 1960s explosion of high ratings to the early digital age of Saturday mornings last hurrah the 1990s. You can purchase my book by going to the best Saturdays and I will ship you a signed copy. So there was a guy that worked the manager that worked in a supermarket and he would follow all the black kids that came into the supermarket because he thought that, you know, we were all stealing. Sure. And so I decided to set him up one day. And uh, so right next door to the supermarket was the comic book store or the stationery store is what they called them back in those days. Right. And I bought my comics and I put them underneath my coat. Okay. Like I had something stuffed underneath my coat. Right. And I caught his attention and I made sure I looked suspicious. Right. <laughs> and he started following me and... He confronted me and told me to open your coat. And I'm like, why? And he yelled at me, open your coat. And I said, okay. And I opened up my coat and like 10 comic books fell out. Right, And he just like looked at me like dumbfounded and said, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And I just went about my business. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, that would teach you a lesson about freaking profiling every black kid that comes in the store. And that was that, you know? But I, you know, I I mean, when you're a kid and you see things going on, you know, I don't know. I was just kind of, I just felt like, you know, a wrong needed to be righted some way. You know what I mean? And and I came up with this idea to do something like that. I said, I'll show him. Hmm. Because what he didn't realize was all the kids in the neighborhood was talking about how this dude was profiling. right all the kids coming in the neighborhood. Right. And everybody was complaining about it. And I'm like, you're 11, 12 years old. What do, What can you really do? Right. You know, you can complain to your parents about it, but they got their own problems and issues. They're like, look, just go to the store and get what I tell you to get. And who cares if the manager is following you around? Like nobody cared. Right. So right. that was my way of like, okay, don't judge a book by its cover.
1: Well, you know, and that sticks with you when you're a kid, you know, being treated mm-hmm. a certain way. Right. You know, like you're second class, yeah. like you're a sneak, like you're a thief.
4: Yeah. You know?
1: But yeah. I, I would encourage our yeah. some of our white viewers to think about that from day one, being, being treated like a thief.
4: Yeah. So that was, um, you know, that was just something I just, I felt I had to do and I had the power to do it and I did it. And
1: that was it. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, we can't hear fuck. him though.
3: So, so tell us a little bit about uh, what you're about to record, uh, or like you were invited to record on what the 42 podcast or something?
2: Yeah, the 42 cast.
3: And, and then they just wanted your take on something or co-host.
2: Their host Nathan put up an open invitation on the Yeso host group page, I think. And it's funny because Dan sent me a screenshot of it and texted it to me, and he said. As your spiritual advisor, I suggest you take him up on this. So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we were supposed to get on there and just talk about Batwoman. Like the, le- <laughs> he just texted me saying my Discord is fucky. One minute, yeah, yeah, yeah he, we he we, know. Even... we know, we <laughs> yeah, know. I
0: know.
3: I was like, so yeah, we got it.
0: If Dan is your spiritual advisor, does that mean podcasts are your religion? Oh, Ooh. uh,
2: yeah, it's my co religion along with professional wrestling, I guess.
0: Oh,
3: okay. okay, Adam. So, what is your other favorite podcast other than Ring of Thunder, other than Thunder Talk? What is your next favorite podcast out there?
2: Well, Dan's not in the room, so I otherwise I'd be the best Saturdays of our lives, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, okay. Uh it, I mean that's that's fair. Okay, other than the best days <laughs> of yeah, lives, What yeah. is Just say just say, uh, you know, just are, say outside the Thunderverse. The, outside the Thunderverse, outside the family. Who who are the people who, who what's the podcast that you listen to?
2: I listen to two different official WWE podcasts. The w- only one official AEW podcast. The id 10 podcast with Chris Hardwick. That was like my OG podcast. Uh, shit, what else? Oh, uh, This Week in Marvel. One of the official Marvel podcasts. Because apparently Marvel has like a whole podcast network themselves.
3: That's, that's a pretty good amount. I mean, we listen to a few others too. I, of course, I am a bit of a business nerd. So I love Freakonomics. And it's usually about money in some way, shape, or form. Or, you know, like how something happens. And here are some numbers. During our little, little vacation trip for a week, uh, we listened to a bit, a bit of Doughboys. And that was <laughs> amazing. She had never listened to it before. And I, I had. I hadn't listened to it before. So Doughboys is this crazy podcast where they, like... We'll compare fast food, right, and like go, and chain restaurants and chain restaurants, and they, and they go in and they get people like, okay, we're having the great fast food off, and it's like McDonald's versus Taco Bell versus you know anything else right
0: yeah and a what else of, do we a lot of naughty foods
3: she she listens to she listens to teen creeps that's one yes. of her favorites
0: and risk are my teen Re- risk and risk is are my cool. two
3: favorites we did see a live taping of risk so yeah, that was a cool summer. experience maybe one day Or, you know, the next convention, the next Dragon Con we do, we could do a live taping because it's kind of cool. You know, then you get the audience interaction and stuff. And I I don't know. I think it's pretty fancy.
2: Oh, yeah. That's how you know you've made it to the next rung is when you're like doing a panel or a live show or something like that. That's how you know you've hit that next step. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know why I'm holding my microphone up to my mouth like this is recording no should maybe he'll throw it in maybe he'll throw it in no you
3: know? he, no he he Dan because you're gonna listen to this i am making sure i'm speaking into the mic every time we're talking because you're going to throw this into our podcast because this is fuck, some grade a steak right here. Hashtag
0: content.
2: Yeah, it's a segment called <laughs> Beth and Kavika Lee Interviews Sexy Thor. <laughs> yes. It's, it's got that ring to it. And it's kind of cool,
3: right? I mean, uh, yeah. any time that we're doing stuff, it, it, it works just fine.
2: Exactly. Like our do's and don'ts of Dragon Con was fucking awesome.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dan is back. Dan.
1: How about now? How about now? How about we now? How about now? We can you How now? About now. Yes. yes. Okay, yes. cool. So cool. you're gonna
3: have to. We just recorded some great stuff that you're gonna have to put into the.
1: Oh, of course. The show. Yeah. No. Welcome to the new segment where Dan fucks off and allows the Thunderverse <laughs> to get a word in. Edgewise.
2: And and allows the true
1: masters at play. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah exactly. Right. Yeah.
0: We call it Dan on mute.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> it's a new segment.
1: It's it's got my
2: vote. It's Dan's Discord fucking up. Uh. Fuck yeah. <laughs>
5: the hitchhiker's guide to podcasting has this to say about the weekly earth station one podcast mildly entertaining not nearly as exciting as the popping of bubble wrap but slightly better than listening to vogon poetry be mildly entertained by mike and mike as they tackle an assortment of geeky topics each week check out the earth station one podcast and let your inner geek out to play
3: So we're back. Yes. We're back
0: again. Guess who's back? Back we probably, again. We've probably done okay. that before. It's we,
3: tired. We, is that tired? I mean... Everybody it's is-
0: never tired. Beth Kavika's back. <laughs> Tell your friend.
3: I don't know. I Yeah, that was a really poor job of doing like a not Slim Shady. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's fine. So we're going to talk about some shows. We're going to talk about...
0: What's on our tube?
3: Absolutely. Uh, So here we are. We're kind of coming out of a pandemic, still in a pandemic, still in a pandemic. I know it's it's crazy, but it's allowed us to get so caught up and to watch so many shows, a lot of shows. Oh my god, it is! And thank you to the internet gods, um, because we've been able to watch just about everything because we have all the things netflix hulu hbo stars um vrv amazon prime. amazon prime we have so we many streaming options so much and um thank you
0: internet thank you Love internet. you.
3: so we just got done watching some shows um yeah too many to really almost even talk about so yeah. we're not going to go into super detail right
0: yeah well some we may hit harder than others but we've watched a lot of shows that we want to share so we're gonna we're gonna run through this list we're gonna try to get <laughs> caught up
3: okay so what's the first one what, what are we gonna talk about first
0: what do you want to talk
3: about first Uh i something light and airy with a hint of uh politics the
0: politician season one <laughs> the
3: politician season one
5: running for student body president that is why
3: i'm proud to introduce my running mate today infinity jackson so that's been a really fun like really a romp and especially coming into election season and everything this is very light electionish but it's really a um a coming of age story right coming
0: of age story some satire some twists and turns like there are times where you think the show, you know where the show's going and then it goes in another direction. And <laughs> it's a fun ride though.
3: Yeah. So it, it, here we, we have this character, um, Peyton Hobart and, it's being played by a Ben Platt. Yeah, And Ben Platt. He is. Like, he was
0: in Pitch Perfect, the Pitch Perfect movies. Yes, yes. And right. he actually was a Broadway musical actor in the past. I'm so say this
3: right now, he has a really wonderful voice, dude. He's so good. Wow, it is stellar. And every time he sings, like you just like it's it it brings you closer to that character. Yeah, and so. Very kind of like theater-y, right?
5: Slow down, you crazy child. You're so ambitious for a juvenile. But then if you're so smart, then tell me why are you still so afraid?
0: Well, I mean, when you've got a musical theater background, how That's can you how can you not the be theatrical? <laughs> but he's he's such a good actor though. Beyond that, like he'll He'll make your heart hurt a little bit. He'll make you laugh. He'll make you he'll make you tear up a little bit. He's really good.
3: It, just like the time he got shot and he asked by a, a, a BB gun. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. We've mentioned that before, but we didn't actually get to like talk about the show, but it's a good show and season two is coming out or just came out. Just came out. So, uh, so we'll have to catch that. The
3: Politician is, well, season one is a coming of age story where... A, you were at a a rich public school. is Is it a public school or a private school?
0: Uh, I want to say it was a private school, but it may have been a public school, just in a wealthy suburb. Very wealthy where, suburb. Where even though it was a public school, like it didn't matter. Well, it had to be a public school because there was there were the characters that were like regular
3: kids. Yeah, that's right. So we're, we we follow this character. Um, Peyton, and while he tries to run for president of the student council right yes. and that's kind of what where this story goes but right it's i don't know how many episodes eight ten something. i
0: believe that it was 10 i can't remember off the top of my head but
3: so check it out that's totally worth a watch uh look. and
0: and season two looks even more lit because they have judith light and bet midler come on <laughs> come on well
3: yeah and she i mean Bet midler was in season one yeah they were at the first, very yes, end at the very end
5: so evidently there's a videotape with some footage of you using an offensive gay slur do you have any idea what i might be referring to do you have any idea what time it is shut up ma'am i'm not going to take your bullshit tonight okay what did you say on the tape
2: she said butt munch she called an
3: obviously gay reporter butt munch damn it this
5: is all over now i want that trophy
3: what else do we want to talk about
0: Okay, um Picard, we finished watching Picard. We
3: did and it was so wonderful as, it was very as, good. As all of you know, our hearts are in Star Trek and it was exciting to see Jean-Luc back at it again, not necessarily in the captain's chair, but the whole story revolved around him and how yeah. he was dealing with uh, data's kid, right?
0: Right, but also, it was like he was the captain, but it was also more of a group story and the different characters, so that was kind of nice.
3: And Picard is directed by one of our favorite people, somebody we've actually met in person, Jonathan Frakes! Jonathan Frakes! (laughs) And he directs at least two episodes. So, I know they have multiple directors on this show uh, or at least for season one you'll you'll see like director credits for you know a couple different directors. yeah, um, which is common now with shows it is because you know you do two shows each an hour long, that's a whole movie. you know not that's- just
0: that, but I'm sure depending on the content of the episode, you may want to bring in a different director who kind of specializes in that sort of content. I agree. And uh, we can do that now. We ooh. have the flexibility to do that now.
3: <laughs> So most of all these shows that we're talking about are 8 to 10 episode shows, which seems to be the norm now. But you get a much more thorough story whenever they're able to do it over a season, right? And uh, all the episodes were telling just one story.
0: Yeah, when you're kind of set free from some of the industry standards, it allows you to cut out a lot of filler and just tell a good story. I, you don't. You don't have to have twenty four episodes, like a full <laughs> year's worth of episodes, or whatever.
3: And and you also don't have to condense it down to where you don't get any um any perspective a- about where these characters are coming from. However, with Picard, you know we do touch base with some of our old favorite characters. Yeah. And uh, but totally worth the watch.
0: Oh, Picard was good. It was very yeah. good.
3: what else have we been watching? Witcher. The Witcher.
4: I remember hearing stories about witches?
3: Is it true what they say? I would say it, it's been one of my favorites this year. Um, the
0: Witcher was a fun ride. <laughs> and it was
3: interesting. It was. So Henry Cavill right or is it Cav- cavell i don't know I mean, uh, we'll we'll say cavill cavill uh he plays Geralt of rivia right yeah. and he is a witcher toss a so, coin to your witcher toss a coin to your witcher who <laughs> dandelion if you don't know who that is we're talking about he's kind of a bard yeah and his name is dandelion he is played by uh oh my goodness. I I would probably butcher his name. Zabignew Zam Zamachowski or something like that. So uh, I, <laughs> it's 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 a it's a mouthful to chew on. Um but he's super cool guy and you know and if, if you've had your eyes on memes and stuff there was a whole bunch of memes that came out about tossing a coin to the witcher toss a
0: coin to your witcher oh valley of plenty oh valley of plenty oh toss a coin yeah. to the
3: Witcher, <laughs> this song oh valley which was a really fun plenty. song uh really great series uh, if you don't know, uh, this series was based on a very popular game called The Witcher. The Witcher. And um, are
0: there books involved with The Witcher? Do you know? I I, I
3: don't know. I don't know, but I'm. Sh- you can't have. So it's such a a thought out uh, world that you would imagine that there'd be books about it. Elves taught the humans how to turn chaos into magic, and then.
4: You must to
0: I thought the show was great, and especially from a perspective of someone who's never played any of the games, and if there are books, I haven't read them, I'm not <laughs> sure if there are books, but I really enjoyed the show. I knew a little bit of the story, just from being in the gaming world, but I didn't like really really know the story, and I thought it was really well done.
3: Yeah. So that, another is worth your watch yes no matter what you choose you'll come out bloody what else do we have
0: um a little well mostly lighter and fluffier i guess sort of would be never have i ever
3: Oh, and that's that's another coming of age story, right?
0: Yeah, it's like a teen show on Netflix about oh, yeah. an Indian American girl and her Debbie, like
3: right. That's the character's name, Debbie? Davy, Davy,
0: and her like quest to like get a boyfriend and try to like be she, a little she? a little cooler.
3: Yeah, she just wanted to get laid in the beginning, right?
5: You don't look like you're asleep. What are you doing here? I'm doing exactly what I said I'd do. I'm here to have sex with you.
0: Well, she had... Okay, being a nerd, she had a plan, and she's like, if I can get a boyfriend... Then it shows that I can get a boyfriend. And then hopefully that boyfriend will be a stepping stone into getting a cooler boyfriend, which will make me cooler.
3: So her, the boyfriend that she always wanted, the the one that she saw from afar... The hottest dude in her class. Paxton, well, right?
0: Yeah, he's like a grade ahead of her, I think. But he's like the hottest dude at her high school. And she's like, really wants to hook up with him. And she comes up with a plan for her and her friends to try to like get them boyfriends and hopefully become a little bit cooler.
3: Yeah. So, and, and of course, Paxton, this character is a swim god. Yes. Like all over the socials and everything. And she is just... uh In love with his physique, doesn't know him at all. (laughs) No,
0: but she knows that he's like gorgeous and popular,
3: and she wants to be popular.
0: Well, she wants to be popular, but also she's just got a major crush on this dude. So, of course, it's like, oh, I have a crush on him. Like, if I could get him to be my boyfriend, like, it'd be awesome because he's my crush, but also he's cool.
3: You know what it kind of reminded me of? What that 80s one uh can't hardly wait oh 90s 90s and and what what was dempsey or or what was that lead character no 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 can't
0: buy me love was dempsey patrick dempsey
3: yes can't buy me love that was 80s that was 80s that's what i'm thinking about can't 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 buy buy me me love. love where that character too wanted to become popular devised a plan and
0: he he did like have a crush on the girl but his initial plan was just like oh well a way i could get popular is if i get this popular girl to be quote unquote my girlfriend for a month and there by proxy i will become popular so yeah it is it is kind of like that like that That but then there's a lot of like it... pitfalls and some side quests and <laughs> yeah it's it was a fun show though I liked show. it way more than I thought I would going in yeah, buckle up for
4: some steamy teen romance <sniffs> oh shit
3: and of course we watched the uh if I was to describe the pandemic in a show and what everybody during it watched there was only one show that everybody watched that felt like. Tiger King! <laughs> tiger King. Tell all the hunters
4: to lay down their guns. Tell them that the tiger needs a little bit of love.
3: Let them You know, so it's, it's almost completely based Let here in Oklahoma. They yeah. They do go to a couple of other um yeah. sanctuaries they
0: go to florida they go to was the other
3: one in virginia georgia south carolina something something i i think it was crazy crazy carol. doc Annel,
0: <laughs> crazy carol is in florida carol Baskin, come on if you guys haven't seen tiger king you're missing out on yeah. a wild ride so i
3: i really for the most part do not like reality television but it was kind of this
0: that was a documentary that was, wasn't reality know, television it was still,
3: uh, there was a lot of reality television in that just joe exotic so it all revolves around this central character the central human who now resides in jail oh um, he in prison <laughs> he in prison boo joe exotic and we have seen we we have seen this guy uh, right on top of a limo. Yeah, if you <laughs> saw
0: those scenes in the in the docu series we where were he there. was standing on top of that limo, yes, we were at that parade.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's Pride Month. It was during Pride. It was during Pride, was during and Pride. he was, was running
0: for senator, governor, governor. That's right, governor,
3: governor. You're right. And uh, that is probably <laughs> it. Was insane. But it was fun. And it was one like one of those crash wrecks, those car wrecks that you can't take your eyes off of.
0: Yeah. And you have to kind of like see it all just to watch it unfold. It's a wild ride. And there are times where it's like you think it can't get any weirder. And then it does. It does. You just have to see it for yourself. You don't ever have to watch it again if you don't want to, but everyone should see it once to just be like, whoa, now I know what everybody's talking about.
3: But if you are completely hooked by the end of like the second episode, I don't know. It, I don't it, know what to tell you. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, we watched, I did, did we watch it over a couple days? I think so. I almost, we, I think because we, we watched, had to like, like
0: go to bed. Yes. And was, then we like, Jumped back in that next night. And we're like, okay, we got to see where yeah, this is so going. We
3: binged it. Uh, this was a binge watch for yeah. sure. <laughs> the, they did a really good job of um, kind of painting the story and like leaving you in suspense. Uh, even though we knew how it was going to end, because we live here in Oklahoma, we know we already knew that he was in jail. It's not every day that a zookeeper went to prison for murder for hire there was
0: so much we didn't know but there's though. so
3: much we did not know and you know of course it has tigers so it's kind of it was kind of cool tigers and fucking i'm just gonna say that right now carol baskin fucking fed her husband to tigers <laughs> there you go
0: <laughs> the ownership
3: of money and property comes from doing things in a certain way those who do things in a certain way whether on purpose or accidentally, get rich. Everybody knows this. Every single person. Um, was she justified in it? Uh,
0: maybe. Maybe? maybe? I don't know. I can't say. I didn't know
1: the guy. Ooh, I saw a tiger. Do you understand? I saw a tiger. The tiger sun.
3: What else have we watched uh, during this Speaking time?
0: of binging, you made me watch the entirety of Ozark Season 3 in <laughs> one day. And that was a lot. Oh my
3: goodness. So this was a lot. definitely on a, a Saturday or, or Sunday. It was on
0: a Sunday. And we would watch an episode and I would think, okay, now we're going to be done. And you'd be like, put on the next one. And I was well, like... Ozark is a great show. Season three it, was good. It's well done, but it
3: is dark. It, it, it is dark. So if you've ever watched Breaking Bad, it kind of falls in that same vein where um, drugs are involved. It, but this one kind of it involves like the Mexican cartel. It happens in Arkansas. Hence the reason Ozarks. Um, it really it revolves around this character called uh, Marty Bird, who's played by Jason Bateman. And the first time we even saw it, the first, first season, we were like, oh, Jason Bateman, it's going to be funny. Ozark is not that funny. It is not... Yeah, it's another one of
0: those shows where it has little like zingery moments, but overall it is a serious it's show. It's a very
3: serious show. And you have some really wild characters. Um you have like the crazy old lady, you know, crazy old red. Darlene. Darlene Schnell. Um yeah. and then you have um the rep- the lawyer, the fancy lawyer, the constigliari. However you say that word for uh, Helen. the cartel, um, Helen Pierce. And so you follow these characters and everything horrible happens. And it's always dramatic. And the, the feds are always right about to bust them. And the cartel is always about to murder everybody. But it is. Yeah. It's well done. And actually, I would say season three was less violent than the previous two seasons especially yeah. season two yeah season
0: three was less violent but it was intense it was a lot for me
3: to process in and, one and I made day her, i made her watch it all one day i had the craziest dreams that night uh, we're gonna have to do a podcast one day a little special episode just about my crazy dreams caused by watching too many shows for
5: for what's on our tube.
3: Another series that we saw was the remake of High Fidelity.
0: Well, it wasn't exactly a remake. Hulu did Hulu did an original series, High Fidelity. So if you've read the book or you've seen the movie, you'll have an idea of what's happening.
2: Okay, so here's how not to plan a career. One, split up with boyfriend. Two, ditch college. Three, go to work in the struggling record shop. Four, become
3: owner of said record shop and stay there for rest of life. And
2: five, well, there is no five.
0: But of course, since it's a series and this is only season one, they made some choices. They made some changes. Personally, I thought it, made it more awesome. I well, I liked it.
3: The choices uh, mostly evolved they were gender bent. So, yeah. Rob, who was played by John Cusack originally mm-hmm. or at least what we know of cuz this is actually
0: We haven't read the book, but we haven't we've seen the, book, the movie. But this is
3: all based on a book. But Rob or Robin Rob Brooks is played by Zoe Kravitz and she does a great job playing this very neurotic narcissistic character yeah totally enveloped in herself in her you know in her own world right and everything revolves around her
2: what's wrong with me why am i doomed to be left why am i doomed to be rejected seriously
3: there were some really cool characters like um oh gosh what 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 was the the name of the the girl that you...
0: Sharice.
3: Charisse, Yes. Oh, so...
0: Charisse was Chef's Kiss. She... That was the character that replaced the Jack Black character. And the actress... I'm not sure if her name is pronounced... Let me... I don't know if I'll pronounce this correctly. Divine or Devine.
3: It's probably fucking Joy,
0: Divine. <laughs> probably Joy Randolph plays Charisse, And she mm. is amazing. I loved it. And also, Parker Posey is in one episode at her most Parker Posey
3: craziness,
0: and it was so much it was fun. Very Parker Posey I loved it.
3: Um, and of course, you you got the who's who's the good guy? What was it Clyde. Name? Clyde. And Clyde just, was a treat. He was, and you, you initially think he's just going to be a complete and utter asshole, and know? then he's like a and cool then he's dude. He's like a cool dude. Clyde <laughs> but is it, cool it dude. Was, If you've seen the movie, you like the movie, give the show a watch. Yeah. It is definitely about a character who is very self-involved the entire time and can't see beyond themselves.
0: I feel like she's kind of caught in a depression and is trying to, like, figure her way out of it. And she's you know, so caught up in what she's doing that she doesn't always see what's going on around her.
3: But that was that was a good show. It was a good it, show. It, I mean, it's well worth a watch whenever you're sitting there, like yeah. you're working from home and you're like, oh, what can I put on? Or, you know, what we like to do commonly for shows that we know that we're both going to enjoy, we save those until the evening mm-hmm. after we get off of work. And then, yeah. you know, we watch... All of the trash TV, if you will, during the day. (laughs) So Yeah. Well, There's one more that I know that we saw pretty recently. Um, Dead to Me?
0: Yes. Dead to Me, we watched season one.
3: Season one. And that's with uh, Christina Applegate, right?
0: Yes. Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini. Just heat it up
3: at
4: 300 and leave it in for 35 minutes. Thanks, Karen.
3: It's my take on
4: Mexican lasagna. Great. Jeff and I can't imagine what you're going through. Well, it's like if Jeff
0: got hit by a car and died suddenly and violently.
1: Like that. Well, you get that dish back to me whenever you can.
3: Gosh, and I remember, Christine, didn't she play in Don't Tell Mom, the Babysitter's Dead? Hell yeah, she did. (laughs) And I loved her in that. Um, Yes. She plays the wife of somebody that got ran over.
0: Yeah, her husband got hit by a car. He went out for a run and got hit by a car, which, of course, she's, like, grieving that loss, and now it's her and her two kids, and... She starts
3: going to therapy. She tr- starts, she goes to, like, a grief group. And, and well, she's trying to work through her, her loss. Right. So this movie kind of follows her through her loss. She meets new friends, And or a new best bestie.
0: Yeah. She meets Linda Cardellini's character. Judy.
3: Judy (laughs) at this like
0: grief group. And then things unfold from there. Yeah.
3: Um, It's it's another good one. Uh,
0: It's another one that sometimes you think you know where it's going and then you don't know where it's going. It was a it was a fun ride.
3: It was. Uh, So all these shows uh we will name them off real quick we we had uh the politician picard season 3 of the ogsarcs dead to me high fidelity never have i ever the witcher and of course tiger king tiger king we totally recommend all these shows yeah if you are just in the mood for some good cinema and you just want to sit on the sit on netflix and chill or cbs and chill hulu and chill whatever wherever yeah. they are whatever streaming
0: <laughs> you want to watch and chill
3: but give them a watch and that's all we have today yeah for what's, what's on our the tube <laughs>
5: Fans of podcast, I am Rusted Robot. Rusted Robot is seven feet tall. Yes, I've heard. Episodes in the hundreds with pop culture reviews and geek style news. I am Rusted Robot Podcast. You have come here for geek. Will you listen? Listen for free? No, we will run and we will live. I Run, and you'll live, and dying in your beds many years from now. Would you be willing to trade all those days and come back here for just one more listen? They may take our lives, but they'll never take our rusted
1: robot podcast. Well, you know, there, there's a difference between talking woke and being woke. Right, You know,
4: right. And, and that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's a really great point. But, you know, Dan, it gets even more complicated than that as being, you know, a black man. This this was something that actually happened at work. <laughs> I won't say which job it was.
5: <laughs> sure.
1: But do we do we want to clarify that it's not your current job? <laughs> yes, it's not my current job. Right. Definitely not.
4: But here's what happened. The neighboring department hired this intern. And this dude was like six two, blonde hair, blue eyes. He was like really a strikingly handsome man. And all of the clicks, all of the job clicks, because you know, some jobs, unfortunately, or some companies have departments that are actually little clicks that act like they're still in high school. Sure. All the clicks were vying for this guy right. to be in their click. Right. And they found out in no short order that he was a Republican. Right. And most of the people that worked at my job were Democrats, and. I remember a coworker coming up to me saying, have you met the new guy yet? I said, the intern? And she said, yeah. Have you met him? Have you talked to him? I'm like, no, not really. And I'm like, why? And she goes, well, he's a Republican. And I don't think the two of you are going to get along because he's a Republican and he doesn't believe in social programs. Mm. Now, she's pre-warning me about someone that she's basically saying not going to have an understanding of a Black person because I was the only Black person in the department. Right. <laughs> However, I took insult to her telling me that I'm not going to get along with this person because he's a Republican because he doesn't believe in social programs.
1: As the, as the black people are the only ones that, that use social programs.
4: All yeah. right. You yeah. said it. You said it right.
5: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Last last check real quick, America, like 68% of all welfare recipients. people And people, by the way, that don't get any shit for being on welfare in terms of like, oh, your paperwork's wrong. Oh, I don't know are white people, by the way. Right,
4: exactly, exactly. But she smiled at me and thought that she was doing me a freaking favor by telling me that, you know? And in her mind, I don't think that she realized that she insulted me. Right. You know? Right. Uh, But that is part of the problem, too. You know, this is someone who's always treated me nice and with respect, but it's those little (sighs) microaggressions,
5: I guess. Yeah, that right. That
4: statement was like sort of a microaggression sure. that that I don't really think that she realized it that I would take insult to her telling me that right, and the funny thing was at the end of the day, me and the guy got along great, and right. the funny part was he was a white guy that didn't want to hang out with any of the white people in the office because he said that they that they were all fake right and he started <laughs> hanging out with the black folks in the office right, right. So it was kind of like the joke was on them, right. but that's that's a crazy story that that actually happened
3: so uh, this week we had some some unbelievably good news and when and at a time in which we needed some good news.
1: Oh my god, this was like a, this was like a free cupcake. In in the middle of a war zone,
3: and we didn't even see it coming.
1: No, exactly. It's like it's like for a second there, they changed the napalm up to to cupcakes and sprinkles and good times
3: and rainbows. Not a yeah. fucking fire. Ex- you know, like it was shooting out rainbows instead of jets of fire. It was right. pretty incredible. Uh, the
1: Supreme Court today, six three decision. That is oh.
3: huge. Yeah. That is. That's huge. That is them actually coming down and saying, unequivocally, everybody has equal rights in the workplace. You cannot fire people for being anywhere on the spectrum, gay, lesbian, transgender. You cannot fire them from their jobs for just being themselves. And I cannot believe it took until 2020.
1: Until the far future of 2020. (laughs)
3: yes yeah. it is insane
1: yeah i mean shit forget about the fact that hover cars just aren't even on the table right now the fact that that it's like hey m- more humans are allowed to participate in this whole thing we call society
3: or just uh, here you can earn an income and participate with everybody else you're
1: allowed to earn uh, bare fucking minimums bare fucking minimums yeah, this is a huge case in terms of civil rights for an entire cross-section of our uh, American citizenry. 2020, I mean, uh, the it was 2013 when the Supreme Court decision came down that other than, a, than a, a, a cis relationship is allowed to get married and enjoy all of the benefits that come from that.
3: Well, it, it, you're just certifying to the world to everybody like hey this is us this is our relationship and we are of value please give us a mortgage <laughs>
1: yeah. and yet and yet seven more years to really put teeth behind that like yeah you can get married but it, you can be you can be married and homeless how's that
3: yeah you can be fired from your job exactly just because you're yourself and what what kind of made this such a nice topping to the week, because and nobody saw it coming, is because of how many conservative justices there are right now on the Supreme Court.
1: Exactly. And it
3: was conservative justices that crossed the line and came over to humanity's side and said, no, this is what is right, and this is what the law sh- – like, this is the intent of the law. So – yeah. Now we're allowed to move forward with that, and and it it was a pretty big day, and it was one of the few days in the last few months that we have had when everybody on the internet and all the socials was they were all happy and everybody was having a good time, and I was so I was ecstatic, and it it gave it, it was a glimmer of hope in a very dark time in our history, or at least in my lifetime. This has been a pretty a little dark period of time.
1: No, the only descending votes were uh, Alito, Thomas, a frat, boy, uh, frat, 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 frat Boy McRapey. Yeah, Kavanaugh. That's yeah. it. Yeah.
3: You know, what's crazy to me is I feel like there's a lot of things that are happening right now. And it can all be boiled down to, do you want to be on the right side of history, right? Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. Everybody, you know, like, this is a thing. And... Or do you want to be on the right side of history or you, do you want to be that one asshole that we can look back and go, that guy, when all this was going down, that person was a motherfucking asshole.
1: Right. Now, when the chips were down, this guy was our enemy. <laughs> yeah. And you know what that means right now? The the time to step aside is is over. The time of being quiet. The time of like, well, I don't want to pick a side. Well, everyone looks the same color to me. I don't care if you're gay, just not in my town, just not in my church. The idea of silence no longer has purchase. It feels like we've, we've, we're hitting a moment where it's time to pick a side.
3: I, I just, I hope that people just start to pick the, the one true humanity and just, just be a decent human. Just treat other people the way you want to be treated give everybody the opportunity to be successful everybody deserves the opportunity and to be healthy like let people have healthcare let let them all have an opportunity to succeed and buy a house and 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 live the the dream right and that dream is just life we were told we somewhere along the way we were told like You have to fight for just to just to exist and to be valued. We are we all you are all valued. You all have value in my eyes. And I just hope that people will all see value in each other. You know,
1: I would invite our listeners, if there's anyone out there who believes there are some who are less than than others in America and that you have a legal framework that you would like to justify that with. Now, I invite you to hit us up. We'll have an honest conversation with you. Reach out to us, uh, the Thunder Talk Podcast, gmail.com, you know, Facebook, Instagram, we're all out there. Because where I'm standing, we have a, a legal and moral framework that was designed uh, over 200 years ago that all that all men, and I, th- I think legally by extension it's decided that is now a placeholder for humans. Uh, are endowed to a certain level of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. You know, Lincoln once referred to the Civil War as the final battle of the revolution. I think uh, he may have been wrong in that we are still fighting that final battle of the revolution. And for Christ's sake, we're all getting pretty tired of it.
3: Yeah. I think... The majority of people, they all like to live in some type of harmony and get along with their neighbors, right? But you want to be mutually respected. I was just going to put this out there. Another good thing that happened was we launched a really fancy rocket.
1: We we put the first uh, uh, human beings in space since 2011, since the end of the I know, space from shuttle from program. Here, from, yeah, from, from the U.S. soil. United
3: States. And I cannot wait until, you know, we're putting people back on the moon and we're putting people on Mars and we're conquering the galaxy again. Let's explore. There's a lot of space out there. And, you know,
1: let's let's go look at it. Let's can't let's come together. Let's let's come let's together. forget about all of <laughs> our yeah. superficial differences. You know, they say genetically speaking, Homo sapien is a kind of a weird creature. Uh, due, due to a bottleneck about 75 to 78 thousand years ago, where we were pushed to the brink of extinction, you can go to Japan, you can go to Kenya, you can go to Australia, you can go to Norway, you can go to Bolivia. Grab, snatch up an otherwise genetically healthy random Homo sapien, and you will have more in common with them genetically than creatures than animals of the very same species, but who've been born just a couple hundred miles apart. I'm talking straight up mammals. It's time we recognize that and stop hating and destroying ourselves and start, let's just go destroy the galaxy together as, <laughs> as, a, family, as, a, as fa- a family, as a family of human beings. Let's exploit can... and annihilate and punish the, not ourselves, not our good earth. Let's, let's fling that out into the cosmos. That's what's going to bring I... us together.
3: That, that really will. If we, if we have a, an alien invasion. <laughs> or Ronald Reagan if, himself, if we, said if that we shit. get out there, we start conquering. The very first thing that happens is if we run into another species, we it's all over. I mean, it's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can look this up, and I, I feel like I'm 80% probably right. Ronald Reagan personally thought that the only thing that's going to end race and ethnic uh, and, and social problems, the only thing that's going to truly bring humankind together would be an alien invasion like ronald goddamn reagan thought that so our, conser- <laughs> our, our our conservative listeners your your second coming ronald reagan already preached this so come on
2: you're saying we're not alone in the universe all right
1: i don't i, I don't i don't know if beth i don't know if beth is ready to barf or if she thinks this is funny
3: I think she's telling me uh, I'm
0: fading fast she's, she needs it's food. Funny?
3: I need to I need to get her fed.
1: Oh yeah. It's funny,
0: but also I'm fading.
3: Okay. Yeah, I, I have I have, so
1: As long as you said it was funny, your health is really of no concern. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Fails>. <laughs> I feel loved. No. Yeah. Live from Studio A, WTLK, The Thunder. You know, the more we
2: get into this new decade, the more interesting things get. Michael Keaton is in talks to reprise his role as Bruce Wayne for the first time since 1992 in the upcoming Flashpoint movie. This is huge for a variety of obvious to semi-obvious reasons. In a year where, oh my god, we might actually get the New Mutants movie in theaters, knock on wood, we have one of the biggest names in DC cinema history starting to be attached to a movie whose production has been delayed about as many times as New Mutants' release date. That's not saying much on DC's end, though. Remember that slate of movies they announced when Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman made them a shitload of money, like Joker, Harley? that solo Deadshot movie, Blue Beetle, Supergirl, Green Lantern Corps, etc. No you don't, because you read it about it that one time you were drunk scrolling down Collider that one night and then no one heard anything else again. But what about Gotham City Sirens, sexy Thor? Well that only half counts because that basically turned into Birds of Prey. Which is a fine movie and no one thinks you're cool because you didn't see it and still talk shit cause you're not. Just like it doesn't make me cool that I watched it a bunch of times before theater shut down, it just means I made some extra good memories in 2020, which not a lot of people can say, so I'm just lucky. But I digress. Michael Keaton also means we're one step closer to the possibility of the Batman Beyond movie fans have been asking for for 20 years, so let's do it the live stream of the upcoming Avengers game Avengers War Table which is the name of the stream not the game took place on June 24th and showed new trailers and elaborated on the story on the day celebrating the Avengers called A Day there was an attack that the Avengers fought in San Francisco where the celebration was taking place when an explosion happens which seemingly killed Captain America and unleashed a Terrigen Mist, which activates Inhumans, on the city. Public opinion of the Avengers dropped and they break up. Like a band? Like the Beatles? Yes, just like that. So while they're hiding, Advanced Idea Mechanics, or AIM, rise to prominence as a scientific entity and promote the ideas that science should save us and not superheroes, and that inhumans everywhere are a dangerous threat. They're headed up by Dr. George Tarleton, who will be in this game... MODOK! And this isn't your childhoods, MODOK. MODOK is going to put some serious emphasis on that K. So you start out playing Kamala Khan, who finds out about this plot and goes on a journey to bring the Avengers back together to defeat AIM. The main narrative is driven by single-player, hero-based missions, and the one they showed was a Thor 1, which saw him leaping back to action for the first time in years, wearing jeans and a shirt with a name badge that identifies him as Dr. Don Blake for that classic throwback. On the controls you have light attacks and heavy attacks and special buttons, not unlike the Batman Arkham series. And with Thor you of course use the hammer and can call down lightning. Interestingly enough, you can also call on the Bifrost to get you within an enemy's shields and cause some damage with that too. That's far from all you'll be able to do though, because all the characters When you gain experience and level up, you'll be able to acquire new skills and abilities and combos. Thor even has a manual targeting ability you can get where you can mark multiple enemies, throw Mjolnir and hit those foes, which is inspired by Jason Aaron's Thor run, and will let you fight like the opening sequence of Thor Ragnarok. You know the one. Immigrant Song is stuck in your head the rest of the podcast. You're welcome. You can also buy emotes for different characters, so you can make Hulk do a lot of uncharacteristic but hilarious things. And you can get different costumes for characters, including throwbacks like, of course, Thor's Don Blake wear, Iron Man's Bleeding Edge armor, Gladiator Hulk, and that gangster noir Hulk. I'm blanking on the official name. Finally, there were the Warzone missions, which are co-op missions that provide a little extra to the narrative, but are mostly for purposes of experience and gear acquisition. And that was the first war table stream. I believe the guy said there will be more throughout the summer leading up to the game's release on September 4th. Stay tuned, and I'll do my best to tell you all about it. Finally, that brings us to the announcement of Star Wars Squadrons what promises to be the definitive star wars pilot experience you play the game in first person mode seemingly exclusively through your cockpit with the instrumentation in front of you giving you whatever info you need to know you start with the single player campaign which lets you choose to play the story as a pilot either on the side of the empire or the side of the new republic you fight with your squadron with multiple classes of ship to choose from including the basic and balanced fighter, the speedy interceptor, support ships to back up your squadron and disrupt the other side, and the heavy hitting bombers. You can customize your pilots and starfighters by playing the game, so no loot box funny business here. You can choose over 50 components to add and change things to your starfighter to match the kind of strategy you want to use along with all sorts of neat cosmetics. On the multiplayer side there's a straightforward 5v5 dogfight mode in which you can customize your loadouts for and use components like tractor beams and turrets to give you an advantage the other mode is fleet battles the signature mode of squadrons you start out with a regular dogfight then move on to attack or defend two medium capital ships then attack or defend the weak points of the big capital ship It's not like the old Rogue Squadron games, but it looks like a hell of a good time when it releases October 2nd. It's going to be very interesting seeing what this fall looks like. Whatever happens with Dragon Con notwithstanding, my experience with fall over the last nine years has been on the pillars of Halloween, particularly haunt season, fall sports, new seasons of my TV shows, and the new video games. 95% of my shows have been pushed to the start of 2021, Who knows what football will look like? Basketball has its own interesting arrangement. Who knows what the haunt scene will look like? Something like scare probably won't happen, but one of the most well-known haunts here in upstate South Carolina has a large open area for people to hang out, and half the haunt is a maze and half is a trail in the open, and they've already announced their opening on September 11th. But just looking at the scene overall, it seems like this is the year for fall gaming, which I only bring up because I ended up buying a shitload of new games in the fall of 2018, and I realized I barely had time for any of them. But if my only fall activities end up gaming and living my best Halloween life from home while doing some less crowded haunts, that works for me. And if all goes according to plan, funny set of words in 2020, squadrons will come out the same day as wonder woman 1984 and the following monday monday night raw will be in greenville and no it's never too early to think about fall i do it all the time at work during the summer we just so happen to be in a situation where instead you'll hear me talk about it because it's not like there's summer plans you're trying to enjoy first before we get into fall or maybe there is because fuck it i guess we just go out and do what we want you do you away from me and this has been WTLK, The Thunder. Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud.
5: Hello. Have you ever wondered how much Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster sold Superman's rights to DC for? Or which uh, popular football star was uh, the Sam Wilson the Falcon's physical appearance based on? You can find all that and more at the History of Comic Books podcast, a podcast dedicated to the creators, events, history, and the companies that made the great comic book medium hosted and created by your friendly neighborhood, J.T. Wheatley. Please listen, give it a listen at iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, and all our po- podcasting platforms. Thank you, and go ahead and enjoy yourself a good comic book.
4: I, I feel like the next generation, because, you know, like, even like with the whole racism thing, and even with the gay issue, like, it's not
1: a big deal to them. No, it doesn't you know? matter, because guess what? Right because it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. And I don't mean Exactly. And I don't mean one of these, you know, uh white liberal guilt, "Oh, I don't see race." Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you do. We all do. We have to. We can't fix right. anything if we don't acknowledge race. Race must be acknowledged. Yes. You know, my
4: generation, you know, what would happen normally would be uh You know, your parents trying to pull the Jedi mind trick on you. Right. In the hopes that you fly straight and narrow, you know. I mean, my family's background and how I kind of felt like I was a lab rat, you know, because it was almost like they knew about me before I knew. Okay. And instead of like actually having a talk with me, they just all sat back and watched and observed. They just waited to to see see
1: how this is going to go. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And to be fair, you know, my parents, you know, they grew up in the depression. So they just, I just feel like mentally they weren't prepared for it. Right. Right. You know, if you think about it, if you grow up in the depression, you grow up in the South and, you know, you can only imagine. Like the level of discrimination that was going on back in those days is probably triple of what it was now. Right. You're just trying to survive and, you know, put food on the table and hopefully get a job that's steady.
1: So I feel like my parents' generation, they had a lot more, I guess, other priorities. It's like, I'm just trying to survive today. I'm trying not to get mm-hmm. lynched today. Right. I'm trying to be allowed to exchange, like, the fruits of my labor into something that will feed and, and, and shelter my family. Basic necessities, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, looking back at the situation, I, I
4: really can't, you know, judge um, whatever, you know, my parents were thinking. I always feel like they did the best that they could with what they knew and what they were equipped with. Right. You know, so that was that. Um, and then it was a different time too, you know, like back in those days, you know, um, uh, being gay or being from the gay community was like really, it was like the worst thing you could be in, right. in the black community. Um, so, well, actually, <laughs> I, let me walk that back. Sure. <laughs> that is not true. Right. In the black community, I think, you know, my parents' generation, you know, having a kid out of wedlock was probably, the worst thing the worst thing you could do that that you could do. Right. Right. You know, like my I remember my parents telling me about all the situations they knew about with their friends and family. You know, someone gets pregnant and it's automatically a marriage. There was no baby mama situations at all. You had to marry the girl. And that was a good marriage. Right. Exactly. And then, you know, somewhere in the 70s, you know, things kind of changed that other generation came in and they said, we don't care. We're not getting married and we're having the babies. And so all of a sudden, I feel like there was this shift in the black community where all of a sudden now having a kid at a wedlock isn't the worst thing. And that got replaced by being black and gay and in in the black community. All of a sudden right. became the worst thing.
1: You've seen the movie Claudine with James Earl Jones. Oh, yeah. I saw that movie. That yeah. that pretty much breaks down the, the first half of your thought there. How the stigma of having a child out of wedlock all of a sudden went away in the black community. That was coinciding with the government uh, creating and changing welfare rules to where you can't have a man in the house. Correct. Right. And at the same time, you're not going to be enfranchised with either the education or access to the infrastructure that's going to pay you a living wage job.
4: Right. You know, I'm so glad you brought that up because I had a conversation with a colleague. About this very thing about four months ago. And, you know, she basically told me what you just said. And it was something that I wasn't aware of. That whole rule about how a single mother could no longer receive benefits if a man is in the house. Exactly. So that, that really changed up the game right there. In
1: so many ways, in so many ways. It it made it damn near impossible for a mom to get a full-time job. Uh, at the same time, uh, it, it, the, the man isn't going to stick around, you know, right. uh, you can't, they can't stick her. I mean, the movie Claudine gets into that. He's in love with this woman who has several children and she's right. on, uh, she's on welfare and he's like, I, but I, you know, I would love to marry you and come in and take your whole family. Uh, right. but I, I can't afford that. I just can't, right. I can't afford to marry someone with four children. You know, I don't have that kind of, of money. I'm not allowed to earn that type of money because then you see the destruction of the black man going hand in hand this entire time. Yeah. Right. Uh, the, right. Where incarcerations begin to go up exponentially. A lot of different types of drugs hit the streets and no one's entirely sure from where. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. That's
4: a, that's a really great point. And Claudine is like one of my favorite movies and, uh, yeah. Wow. Really. Uh, um, Brought the situation into full view, you know. Right.
1: Now, Clinton did change a lot of those laws during his administration involving welfare and a woman not being able to have uh, a partner and loss of benefits. So, he also did a lot of kind of awful, real conservative things at the same time. Well,
4: Clinton also made the three rule. Three strikes. Three strike rule worse. And, exactly. you know, you know, I was watching this documentary about that, how that law and, you know, he's quoted in the documentary saying that I didn't realize that I made a really terrible law even worse.
1: Oh, you know, right. And that's that's some of the institutionalized crime that we're fighting against right now. Right.
3: Somewhere along the way, uh, uh uh-oh, we lost Anakin. Are you guys frozen? But somewhere along the way, you know, our different personalities um, that were...
0: We're like Voltron, okay? Voltron (laughs) comes together with five different parts. You can't Voltron if you're missing an arm or a leg or a torso, like you need all the parts of Voltron to come together
3: and work together as a team. Teamworks makes a dream work. Well spoken, my love.
2: Uh, we That's lost, what they say. We lost our left leg. <laughs> nope, our, our left leg's our coming left back.
1: Damn it, man.
2: Dan, we damn l- it,
1: Dan. Dan, we were literally we, ma- we were
2: literally making the ult- the Voltron comparison, and then you. Did you guys left? Oh,
1: Did you say some good stuff?
3: I mean, everything that we say <laughs> is like gold.
1: Yeah, right. Obviously, right.
3: Bye, listeners. I love you. Please be beautiful. Please practice social distancing. We're not out of it yet. Yeah. So be beautiful. Whatever. Find me on Twitter, you know, at the place. It's like Kate Say Rambles On or something like that. I say funny shit, and I'll talk to you. You know, I don't know if you slide in my DMs. Well, you know, hey, you know what? Just between me and you, if you slide into my DMs, I'll probably talk to you, but whatever.
0: Unless I hit on you, unless they, unless over. you hit on me,
3: I mean, and then it'll be kind of awkward, and I'll be no, like, "Don't
1: be a creep! Don't be a creep! No, 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 creeps allowed!" Yeah, that is no firmly creeping. placed on the front of our clubhouse door. Absolutely.
0: Find me on the, on the Twitters at No Nopla, Wait, twitch.tv T. TV slash Noplahoma. I'm gonna be moving to Twitch. A friend of mine is almost done with my rebrand. And so I'm excited about that and I want to unveil that. So I'm going to get back on that streaming horse. Dang it.
1: Rebrand. Yeah. Rebrand. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, you'll all be the first to hear about that rebrand. That's awesome. Super awesome. Beth. Uh, I'm Dan Klink. The best Saturdays of our lives podcast is the other show I do with Mark McCray. You know, it's funny. Somebody had asked me like, what, what's the difference between Thunder Talk and best Saturdays of our lives podcast? I think the best way to put it is best Saturdays of our lives. Mark and I we record that in the daytime. Thunder Talk. <laughs> we we record at night. Yeah, podcast and after dark. It's true.
3: I I mean, uh, I can only imagine how good this podcast would be if we were all in the same room together drinking while we were doing the podcast. Because I'm going to say
1: oh, it dude, would get gold.
3: pretty legit.
1: It'd be gold. It'd be absolute. We'd, we'd be printing our own money. We'd, we'd 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 get arrested for counterfeit. Is what would happen. <laughs> That's right. Just, it would just be we'd so. We'd be like the Fed, so just
3: printing money.
1: Yeah. ThunderTalk dot org. Uh, unlocks, uh, not as much as you would think We should probably do better on our website And by we, I mean me And by me, I mean like, hey, get off my back
2: Hi Hi Sexy Thor, the Ring of Thunder podcast That's the other podcast
1: that I do with myself And You guys do a good job together I think, I mean, I know that you and yeah. I You and I really work well together uh, But I'm going to be the better man or I'll be gracious enough to say I think you and you Make a fucking award-winning team.
2: Thank you. I'll be sure to give raises to my entire staff.
1: Yeah, let them know. Let them know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Christmas bonus. Christmas bonus in July.
1: Yeah, twenty-dollar gift card to Regal.
3: Christmas Cinemas. in July.
2: Yeah. Uh, Hanukkah
3: in July. Face. In July.
2: <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Thunder Talk, Thor. Uh, my my social media team there is also pretty good too but you know again no creeps allowed and that's creeps with a k
3: oh yeah he's talking about
1: you i know he no. is I know.
3: no he's oh. talking about yeah.
1: yeah that means i'm not allowed to fuck okay i get it da clean yeah kick I butts know. not nuts there you go there you go thank you for joining us everyone uh go easy stay healthy love each other stay breezy or don't, but for God's sake, just try to be on the right side of history. Thunder Talk is a production of the Weirdos Workshop with special guest star, Mark McCrae, starring Gabika Alo. Adam Wedston, Beth allo and Dan Kling.
0: If you want to find us on social media, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Thundertalk Pod. Our email address is thundertalkpodcast at gmail.com.
2: Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud.
3: we lost dan I, wonder, I think we did like his face has not moved just yeah i down, noticed it like it's been permanently frozen and yeah oh my god times.
2: it's he is literally, literally. frozen right there <laughs> yeah. I, I thought he was just reading his phone like he is no frozen. he
0: could be over there like going off on a total tirade he and, is absolutely- and recording it <laughs> and we can't hear any of it